Hi, I'm Lauren from Cincinnati. I'm David from New York. The Sound of Young America is an independent production supported by listeners like me and you if you support it. If you'd like to support the show like I did, visit MaximumFun.org and click on Donate. I'm Jesse Thorne, live on tape from my house in Los Angeles. It's The Sound of Young America from MaximumFun.org and PRI, Public Radio International. It's The Sound of Young America. I'm Jesse Thorne. My guest is Kyle Kinane. If your image of the average stand-up comedian involves the classic brightly colored sport coat and sleeves pushed up to the elbow and high-energy delivery, Kyle is a little bit different. I think that's why he titled his first album, The Death of the Party. Here's some comedy from Kyle Kinane. Uh, thank you. Thank you for coming. Uh, so this, this, uh, this is what I look like. Uh, I, did, I did this to myself. Uh, you should not feel bad. Um, I know my limitations. I know what I can get away with in this world. That's, that's just that's what you have to find out, you know? I know what I can do and what I can't do. I know that I can effectively haggle down the price of a replica Civil War bayonet at a swap meet. I can do that with confidence. Nobody in here is going to be surprised if you see me about to get in a fist fight with the night manager of a Red Lobster over whether or not the moon landing was faked. Just eat your crab legs and be unflappable. <laughs> it's to be expected. Uh, Kyle, welcome to The Sound of Young America. It's great to have you here. Oh, thank you. Um, are you, uh, I know you're from Chicago. Are you originally from Chicago? Uh, I'm originally from the town of Addison, Illinois, about 20 miles west. Um, I, I imagine that when you uh, moved to Los Angeles, um, it was a pretty significant adjustment. As someone who moved only from San Francisco to Los Angeles and, yeah. you know, experienced a, a monumental culture shock. Uh, it was an adjustment in the fact that I moved out of my parents' house at the age of 26. <laughs> so as far as shocks to my lifestyle, I clearly wasn't uh, up for it. Uh, you know, <laughs> change really doesn't sit well with me. Uh, but, uh, and I never even visited. I'm just like, well, that's where people go. All right, let's do it. I got to do something with my life. I, because, speaking of, I had just graduated college a year earlier <laughs> at 25. Uh, I paint a great picture of myself. It's funny. Because that really is the, um, the, the late motif of uh, your new CD, is basically just you eviscerating yourself at every turn. Uh, yeah. I, well... I, I feel if I can't make fun of myself, like people always try. I, I don't want to make fun of stuff I don't know about, which is most everything in the world except for myself. <laughs> you know, I'm not going to try and do political humor because I'm not ed- educated on it, so I can't back up anything. Uh, you know, the only thing I know is what I've done with my life, <laughs> and so therefore, therefore, there's just horrible stories of me being a, a slovenly knuckle dragger around the world. <laughs> When you moved to Los Angeles um, in your mid-20s, was it because you were committing your life to becoming a stand-up comedian, or was it because 
you were like, well, I'm 26. I live at my parents' house. I just need to do something. It, it was it was it was comedy, and it was also like, well, I could move 20 miles away into Chicago and now have a bunch of bills I didn't have. Or if I'm just gonna go, just go for it, and just moved it, moved to Los Angeles, and have no idea what was going on, and uh, yeah, be the be the tiniest tadpole in a giant ocean of uh, people doing it. What was it like when you when you landed here? Did you already have? Um, uh, obviously, the Chicago area is a big feeder for the Los Angeles and New York comedy scenes. My my uh, one of my first, I I, I won a, a Comedy Central contest in Chicago, like a semifinal. So they were gonna fly me out here for the contest. I'm like. I'll just move there because uh, <laughs> the, the, the CD might be negative, but at, at heart, I'm a very optimistic person. <laughs> and uh, I think one of the first experiences I had in Los Angeles was doing that contest, uh, doing very poorly in it and having a, uh, a large female stagehand in overalls from the key club uh, drive me to a bar to, but first stopping at a Norm's parking lot to buy drugs. <laughs> and, uh, uh, and then, uh, and then get, as she got out of the car to buy the drugs from a guy in another car in the Norm's parking lot, uh, she farted <laughs> and, just, uh, and just said, whoops, be right back, and then closed the door with me inside of her smell. And I was like, wow, Hollywood. All right. <laughs> so I would do it. The stars are out tonight. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was just, I was like, what have I done? <laughs> Um, what did you do? What did you do for work when you first got here? It's it's hard, um, I should say, to make a living as a stand up comic when you're uh, based in Los Angeles, unless you're on the road all the time, because there's so many comedians that you just generally don't get paid. Yeah, well, I, the road work didn't interest me a lot. I, I didn't want to have to because road work in Chicago is you can you can go around, you can go to all these all these clubs, but I just didn't want to. I'd done a few of them, and you're just in a pool hall for $50 and people just hate Like I, I didn't have the self-esteem for it at the time. Now I will take $50 to play pool hall <laughs> anywhere. I am, I am desperate. And, uh, but, uh, but, uh, yeah. So, so I, I moved out and I, I to work. I, I, my first job, I was delivering cookies and I got fired from that, uh, for delivering uh decorative cookie baskets to like hospitals and stuff. And I didn't, how did you get? I can't imagine you getting fired from this job. Your temperament were, seems perfectly suited to it. It was a little bit too well. Why is that? Was new to Los Angeles. I wanted to see the town. And they're like, here, go drive around this brand new city you just moved to. It's beautiful out. It's July and it's July in, in Los Angeles. I'm going to see the sights. So me and all these cookie baskets. We saw the Hollywood sign. We saw Grauman's Chinese Theater. And uh, you know, I'm like, nobody needs. Nobody needs these cookies right away. They're not. I mean, maybe the ones going to the hospital. Maybe they get well baskets. I'll get out of the way. But <laughs> you know, secretary or something, you'll you'll get it soon enough. That's a very specific part of the Los Angeles economy. The uh, theme basket yeah, oh, portion of the oh, economy. You have no idea. Jamming them into the car. You break one. You got to kind of do. You got to like put a, a a bear that's dressed like a nurse. That's a cookie, and it breaks in half. And you're like, I got to go back to the place, or I can just kind of bury it behind the other ones. <laughs> People got broken cookies. I, you know, I had bad suspension on my car, and I was seeing a lot of sights, and the roads aren't that great out here. So a lot of broken gift basket cookies <laughs> got delivered. When you're performing new material uh, night after night, um, and, and you're beginning as a comic, what, what did you learn about what you could and couldn't do, and about who you were as a performer? Well, that was good. There wasn't 
there was nothing that you couldn't do because you were at an open mic. So you weren't at risk of losing a potential job. That's why the people that would go on the road, they have to get rebooked there. That's they have to make money, so they have to please the audience. And especially you're going out as an MC right away, so you have to be the most base level, uh, appeasing everybody and just being a cheerleader for the show. And that was that never played well. I, The one time, well, not the one time, but one of the first jobs I got in town MCing at a club on the south side, I was walking up to the stage and... Uh, I was wearing like a, I think a salmon colored collared shirt, a leather jacket. Didn't even get to the microphone. And just, I just somebody in the audience just goes fag. <laughs> Ugh, I hate this, <laughs> and that's why I, I didn't. That's why it's like I, I don't want to play to this crowd. I don't want to. I mean, if somebody's already calling you a fag on the way to the microphone, they're not going to like the jokes that I'm saying. <laughs> so, so, uh, so, but that's a lesson learned, you know. I was also. Uh, had very thin skin at the beginning. So now, now I, I would be happy to be called a fag on the way up to the stage. Be like, Oh yeah. Okay. Well, here we go. Yeah, Got some I, more experience under my belt, but it's the sound of young America. I'm Jesse Thorne. This week's show is all about emerging comics. My guest is Kyle Kinane. Here's some comedy from his new CD, the death of the party. But put two weeks notice in, in my office job. That's terrifying. Yeah. Don't clap. Don't. Yeah. Oh, a, hey, Here's somebody else trying to scam the unemployment system. Every fucking bartender I know. Well, I'm on unemployment. Why are you bartender? You're making... I just gave you money. I just tipped you well because you're my friend and you get a free... Fuck, you guys. I'll go to an, work in an office. Every I wouldn't work in the office. I would go to the office. And then I would... I would sit down in front of my computer and challenge the internet not to bore me for one more day. That's all I would do. Okay, Mozilla Firefox, I dare you. And within 20 minutes, I'd be looking at a Google image search of the world's largest omelet, and I would say, good job. Fair enough. I was using my Google search bar to judge my, how well I was doing in the world. One day after six hours, I just had uh, the only three things out were beer calories, bourbon calories, and Louis Farrakhan, because I felt I didn't know enough about the guy. <laughs> That's how it works, you know. Sit there. Sit after five hours. After five hours, just looking at... Huey Lewis and Huey Lewis-related videos on YouTube. <laughs> you just push yourself away from your desk on your rolling office chair and yell out, Am I alive? <laughs> Is this it? Really? Sure this hasn't been some kind of 32-year-long prank show? One of the things that I enjoyed about your CD was uh, this tension that I think that you, in some ways, embody on stage, which is, um, uh, on the one hand, you're talking about um, st studying creative writing in art school, mm. um, and uh, you know you're presenting yourself with this, um, you know, with, the, with this aesthetic that says like a rock and roll fan guy. Um, but you're also talking about, um, 
how people don't know what a real job is and, and <laughs> crashing a forklift. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's, that's what I'm scared. I just quit working a day job last August and I'm scared cause that was such a major source of material and frustration. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean the people, people at a comedy show, you know, they're not other comedians. They have, I mean, you could relate on that level. I'm, I'm still not out of the woods entirely. And I'm, and I'm glad I had those life experiences. I, I personally really liked working in warehouses and I, I'm upset that the term blue collar is equated with, with dumb or something. It's like, no, it's just it's still the people that keep the world moving just like everybody else. And they might go home and read books. You don't, you know, it's, it's uh, so, and that, yeah, it's just part of my life. That's what I was going to talk about. I'm trying to turn these things into stories and it's, some are you know more difficult than others, but it's interesting to me because because it feels like you are um, you're uh, you're finding a way to be an outsider, both in um, the context of you know what you just described, comedy club audience in mm-hmm. in Chicago. That's a very mixed crowd. People who do all of their, all kinds of work. For those people, to some extent, you're saying, um, you know, I'm I'm a uh, I don't feel entirely comfortable here. Yeah. I'm a guy with a creative writing degree, mm. and then you know, on the stage at the Upright Citizens Brigade Theater here in Los Angeles, you know, you're in front of a very white collar crowd, uh, people who came to see something that was very creative writing major, yeah. <laughs> um, and you're saying, and, and you're saying, hey, I'm a guy who has a real job. I don't feel entirely comfortable here. Yeah, I guess I'll never be happy. <laughs> well, and to say the, the first story though too about you know being heckled walking up to the microphone. So I was like, at that time, I was uh, thick into uh, my creative writing and trying to write the most clever joke in the world. Like I really wanted people to know how smart I was. And you learn, you realize you can. Now I'm going back, like trying to mine up material from my life. And the funniest things were not you know, sitting down and trying to write a joke so clever about, uh, oh, I'm going to discredit Christianity. That's so cause because of this and that. And these people won't get me. Now it's what I find funny now is like I'm not trying to blow anybody's minds with, you know, crummy truths that I think I've, I've discovered and nobody else has. Now it's just like I did this once. I think it's funny. You think that's funny? Crashed a forklift, tried to play music on it, and then I thought that was a funny time. <laughs> Kyle, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us. I appreciate you having me here. Thank you. Comedian Kyle Kinane's new CD is Death of the Party. It's available at astrecords.com. That's our time for another Sound of Young America program. I've been your host, Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. The show is produced by Speaking Into Microphones. Our editor is Nick White, our intern, Julia Smith. Our music is provided to us by Dan Wally. You can find us online at MaximumFun.org, and you can email me at jesse at MaximumFun.org. All of our shows are downloadable absolutely 1,000% for free in iTunes. Just search for The Sound of Young America or my name. You can also find them on our website at MaximumFun.org. If you want to follow me on Twitter, I am at Twitter.com slash YoungAmerican. Just be aware that uh, it's kind of vulgar. I guess that's about all we need to say. We'll see you next time right here on The Sound of Young America. Production of The Sound of Young America is underwritten in part by Ask Metafilter. 
thousands of life's little questions answered online at ask.metafilter.com. 